0: day, Thriver, Jessica. Welcome to the show. For another week, this is episode 232 of the Crayon Thrive Podcast and today I'm talking again about photography, specifically photography mistakes that you might be making with your product photos. I'm going to share five things that you need to look for and make sure you're not doing When it comes to taking your product photos, Uh, I've also covered this in the last few episodes. So if you have missed them, I did one on the seven types of product photos you should be taking. I also interviewed a wonderful photographer by the name of Amy uh, and she actually is a professional product photography teacher. So if you haven't heard that one, she gives lots of really good tips in that episode as well. That's the last few episodes, all about product photography. One of the most important things you can do and get right in order to sell successfully online. And if after all that, you're still like, okay, there's still a lot I don't know and I need some guidance. I can help you out with that. There's two resources that will help you a lot. The first one is uh, a very detailed about almost two hour long workshop inside the Thriver Circle, which is basically everything you need to think about when it comes to taking your photos. So I take you through all the steps you need to consider in order to make sure that you're not doing the wrong thing and make sure you're doing the right thing when it comes to taking your product photos. So that's available right now inside the Thriver Circle. That's thrivercircle.com. You can sign up and get access to that workshop in like five minutes if you want to get access to that, as well as 30 something plus other workshops that are immediately available to you inside the circle, uh, members only podcast episodes, my Your Year to Thrive course, our community and much more. So that's available at thrivercircle.com. And if you need a little bit more technical help uh, and you want something uh, a little digestible in a different format, there's also the Create and Thrive Guide to Product Photography that was written by a professional product photographer and uh, that goes into detail about, you know, how to use your camera and things like that as well. Uh, You can get good product photos just with your phone as long as you have a modern smartphone. You can also edit them on your phone I talk a bit more about that in this episode and uh, Amy and I talk about that in our episode as well. So you can find the Current Thrive Guide to Product Photography over at currentthrive.com. Click on the shop link and you'll see it there. So that's a couple of further detailed in-depth resources that will help you with your product photography journey and I'll say it over and over again, product photos really are the key to succeeding online because when people are buying online they're not buying the item per se sure they are but they're buying the photograph that the photograph is the thing that will convince them to click the buy button so you really need to make sure you have excellent photographs of your work that make people take that leap and click that buy button and we'll talk about how to do it right right now. This episode is also available as a video over on my YouTube channel, so if you'd like to check that out, head on over to youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den to watch that right now. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers just like you create and grow successful handmade businesses. So are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. I've been taking product photos since 2008 and boy, howdy, did I suck at it at the beginning. I made all of the mistakes, like all of them. And I see lots of makers out there making these same mistakes to this day. So in today's video and podcast, I really want to help you by telling you five mistakes you are making with your product photos and how to fix them okay so what are some of the most common mistakes i see makers making with their product photos number one is blurry photos now there's a few things that can be causing this the first and most obvious thing is you're shaking in some way when you're taking the photo this is especially important for those of you photographing small things because the more close in you are the more obvious blur becomes if you're photographing something big from a distance it's usually not quite as obvious so there are a couple of solutions here if you're like me and you have a little bit of a shake in your hands you want to make sure that you know if you're using a phone to take your photos you've got the anti-shake feature turned on uh same with you know modern dslrs probably have that as well mine's pretty old so i'm not quite sure Uh, because that will help to mitigate that problem. But if you're still finding that you're getting blurry photos, uh, one reason is, again, you might be moving too quickly when you're taking the photo. So instead of framing it up, taking the photo, pausing for a second and then moving, you might find yourself moving to the next shot before it's completely finished and that can result in blur as well. The other thing is the flip side, if you're, if you're photographing a model or a person, they might be moving so you need to make sure to get them uh, to stay still while you're taking the photo. Um, a solution here is a tripod if uh, you know I don't like using tripods personally usually because I like to move around my product and take it from lots of different angles so that I can then once I look through them decide which one looks the best uh, for my main product photo but you know it can be a great solution if you want a clear crisp picture with no blur you can put it on a tripod and even better if you have a remote Uh, you can just click the remote button to take the photo and if you think oh my god that sounds expensive seriously you can get bluetooth remotes to take photos with your phone for a couple of dollars they're not expensive at all it's just like a little button and you can click that and it takes the photo so that is a piece of kit that you might want to uh, invest in the tripod and the bluetooth uh, clicker if you want to make sure that you avoid the blurry problem number two flash (laughs) My first photos I took with the flash. I seriously had no idea what I was doing. Uh, Do not use the flash. Okay, Uh, it just, it it creates harsh shadow. It does not look good. Uh, You know, only professional photographers who use flash usually have like multiple ones that go off at once to fill the room with light, not just harsh light from one direction. Uh, You wanna use one of two things, either natural light so next to a brightly lit window on a patio where you're in the shade, but you're, you've you got lots of natural light around you, under a skylight, whatever it is, somewhere that has lots of natural indirect light. Do not take it in the direct sun. You can take it on a day outside when it's cloudy because that will diffuse the light. That works really well as also, The other option is um, artificial light. So a lot of you might live somewhere where getting good quality uh, naturally lit photos throughout the year can be challenging, especially in winter. So that's when it's a good idea to have some artificial lights. I have, for example, you probably see it reflecting in my glasses. I've got a set of studio box lights. So they're these big lights with a diffuser over the front, which is like, you know, you can make it yourself with a piece of paper or some white fabric. Uh, and that will give you some nice diffused light. Just make sure if you're using artificial light that you get white light, not yellow light. Okay, because yellow light will give a horrible cast to your photos. You want nice natural white light that looks like sunlight basically at midday. Number three, make sure everything is clean and pristine. I see this a lot especially with jewelry photos people who take a really you know close up jewelry photo and the background especially if you're using like felt or something which I really don't recommend it usually looks gross because something like felt just attracts dust and dirt to it and when you take those close-up photos man you can see it and it looks nasty so you need to make sure that not only is the product clean and pristine but the background is clean and pristine again the smaller the thing you're photographing the more important this becomes Uh, so you just make sure that you're using a background that's very easy to keep clean That's why I say avoid things like felt and fabrics generally as a background that can attract a lot of dust, especially dark ones, because it really shows up on them. So make sure that you're avoiding that because it's really (laughs) off-putting to have a dirty background uh, behind your product. Also avoid like, uh, like wrinkled fabric or anything like that. I made that mistake as well. (laughs) So make sure the background is clean and pristine to show your item off in its best light so that people don't get distracted by anything else happening. And on that note, number four, do not overstyle your product photos, especially your main photo. Now I did another video on this, uh, the seven types of product photos that you should be taking. You can check that out. I'll put a card up here, a link to that. And one of the things I talked about is like the lifestyle shot. And that's cool. Like in that particular shot, you want the thing to be in its natural environment, but especially your main product photo, and subsequent ones that show detail get rid of all the styling like it's okay to have one or two things there that really complement but do not detract or distract from the product always remember very simple your product is the star of the show your product must be the star of the show it must be the thing in the photo that people's eyes are drawn to so if you do any styling it needs to It needs to draw people's eye towards your product, not away from your product. I see a lot of people making this mistake of like putting lots of cute little things. I don't know, um, you know, flowers or shells or environment again, guilty (laughs) of doing this myself and it can work, but you have to be really careful with it. Uh, it, it, when in doubt, remove any like extraneous stuff from the photo and just focus on your product. And the fifth thing I see people doing is not editing their photos, it's just taking the photo, putting it straight in their shop. Even if you've taken a really good photo, 99 times out of 100, it's going to benefit from some editing. Whether it's adjusting the white balance, whether it's bringing up the brightness a little bit to make it really pop, uh, whatever it is, I strongly recommend you edit all your photos now you can do this straight from your phone if you are taking photos on your phone you can use something like Snapseed or Lightroom to edit your photos right on your phone and then upload them I know a lot of people are doing that these days I'm still old school I put it on my big desktop monitor and I edit it on there because I want to see it in detail but you know most people are shopping on their phones these days so they're gonna see that small photo so you need to make sure when it's a very small photo it still pops off the screen and looks bright and enticing a mistake some people make and I have made with my editing is editing on a big desktop monitor thinking oh that looks fantastic and then when I put it on a tiny little screen it's like oh no that's really dark that's not good <laughs> so always test as well to see how it looks on multiple devices uh, especially big and small so that you know that it still looks great at whatever size people are looking at it on so Make sure to edit your photos. And you know, you can really see this. If you just go into uh, Google Shopping or go into Etsy or wherever, search for the sort of items you're making and look at the look at the main product photos. You'll, you'll notice that you'll be instantly drawn to certain ones. Chances are they're really nicely bright. They pop off the screen because that's because the editing has been done to make them look that way. You have to be careful that you don't go too far With your editing you want it to be true to life the colors to be as true to life as possible Uh, so that is you know that's kind of you got to find the balance there but it really is worthwhile to do because it'll make your stuff stand out and look really really lovely so there you go five mistakes you might be making with your product photos I've made them all multiple times. I've gone through lots of different iterations of taking photos of my items. I'm pretty happy with how they are now, but hey, there's always room to improve. Uh, some, you know, I'll be honest, some of the older products in my shop have not quite as good photos. Uh, they have, uh, you know, some photos that I kind of look and go, I really need to rephotograph that. But when you have hundreds of, pro- of products, it can get a little bit overwhelming at times. Uh, what I recommend is, you know, Start as well as you can from the beginning, and then you know, if you get to the stage where you're like, This is just not working, work your way through slowly but surely, taking new, new photos of your products. And especially if you're a made automaker like me, have a list of the photos uh, of the items you need to photograph. And then when someone buys it, you've got a great, a great um, opportunity there to re photograph it again and get better photos in your shop. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend about it. Maybe take a screenshot, share it in your Instagram stories. Or if you're listening on Spotify, there's a handy little share button. You can just share it right there. It's pretty cool. I use it quite often. Uh, so yeah, please do share it with your friends. Maybe tell someone in a Facebook group or if someone's having a tr- trouble with some sort of aspect of business and you know I've got an episode on it, please do send them my way because I would love to help them. With their handmade business. And remember, if you want more help with your photos, two resources for you are the workshop inside the Thriver Circle over at thrivercircle.com and the Create and Thrive Guide to Photography, which is available at Create and Thrive.com under the shop link. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, let me know. Shoot me a DM on Instagram, leave a review, whatever you'd like to do to let me know that you enjoy these shows that I'm putting out there. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you taking the time to learn with me today and I'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now.